Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Wanna thank you for joining us for an amazing Ike Live show. We're talking, we're going to continue it, Brian Carpenter. We're talking Major League Fishing versus BASS. We're going to continue that. Uh, a little bit later in the show, in this segment, we've got Andy Morgan, the GOAT, recent winner of the uh, MLF tour event on the Chick, joining us a little later via Skype. And then in the last segment, we're going to be taking some calls, having fun. We're doing an MTB unboxing. We're doing a Primal Urge Foods unboxing. We're also doing a... Uh, uh, TH Marine product review, uh, and we got some uh, some giveaways in that last segment. Uh, I, I want to continue continue the talk. Let me let me let me just ask you guys. Let me go around the room here and get some real talk. Charles, start with you. Yeah. You've been a uh, you've been a you've been a spectator of what's been going on. Give us give us your opinion. Uh, what you've seen so far at the halfway point, Major League Fishing BASS. I think the coverage is 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 pretty amazing. You know, it, it's. The coverage of bass or MLF or both? I think I think the coverage of MLF is is pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. The fact that you get to watch it every single day, you know, again, if, if you're a you know you say football fan or baseball fan, you get to watch all the games. So essentially, each one of these groups is a game. Yeah. You know, it's a game within the you know bigger game. Yeah. Um, it's definitely exciting, but it's like Dave said earlier. You know, I grew up with my dad sitting there you know watching this on the couch you know you, yeah you have these visions in your head of going in that live wall and pulling these these big old bass out yeah and it just feels different now that doesn't mean it's a bad thing i mean different can be good yeah and i think there's room for both there, right there really truly is room there's for room everything. for both different absolutely circuits. yeah but it's also a slippery slope too if, if you know you, you start you start going one way and and you know it's this is the way it is well, then you kind of take away from that. So I think that everyone needs to get along. I think it, it's great for the sport. The more exposure, the better, obviously. Um, but, I mean, from a standpoint of just being able to watch fishing, I mean, like, you know, I watch the Masters, right? Yeah. And, and Gay. Some of the, yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian, nobody asked your opinion, okay? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, the Masters week's awesome. For anyone that watches, that's gay, that watches the, you know, watches golf, it's awesome. And the best part of Masters week no, is all the pre-stuff. You know, all the right. par three contests and all other stuff, and essentially you get the masters right. every time they fish, which is cool. So let me ask you two things. So in the coverage of Major League Fishing, yeah. they cover a lot of the guys that are on the cut. Yeah. Right? They cover they, they spend a lot of time with live on guys that are on the bubble mm-hmm. on making the cut or not. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily the guys that are for sure in, yeah, but the guys that are, you know, they're in 21st, 22nd, right. They're right on the bubble. That's got to make Mark Jeffries completely happy because yeah, he you, loves those. What like, do you think about that? B-listers. I mean, I think it needs to be a little bit of everything because anyone can make a change at any minute. I mean, like Cliff. Cliff Crochet put up 60-something pounds in, in an hour. Yeah. I would have loved to watch that. Yeah. Wow. You know, every cast for like 30 minutes straight, 40 minutes straight, he caught a fish. That's wild. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I mean, that, I like to see it mix up a little bit more, but, you know, it's... <laughs> Yeah. Who's whoever's I I've never, never done it in my life. He's like, dude. man, he's like, he's, like, he's throwing that trap out there, just do, do, yeah. do, do, yeah. It's I crazy. I love seeing that live. It's crazy. Know, but yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the second part to that, Dave, I'm gonna hit you for this one, is we don't, they don't have fish to weigh, right? Yeah. And in major league fishing, at the end of the day, you go through a weighing line and just talk about your day, and you get to see photos and recaps from the day, but there's not necessarily fish. What could they do better? To make that more exciting, there's no fish to be weighed. So what what could they do? Do you have? I mean, is that something you look at and you said, is there I, something they could do to I, make it more? I of think a, while you're trying to bridge that gap, right yeah. between the way we all came up, yeah, maybe maybe say what his five best fish would have been. Right. I don't know. I don't really know. Maybe bring in the biggest one, kind of like one Texas, fish. Bring in one tournament. fish. One big fish. Your, your big biggest fish. fish? Nope. Throw them all back. Throw them all back. Brian DeCarpenter says. Okay. It's my opinion. Yeah. All right, Brian. Let me remind everybody watching and listening. Same right guy now. watch kick a pick roll in the face. Yeah, let me remind everybody. Let me remind everybody watching and listening. We want to hear from you. If you have comments or questions on anything you hear tonight, uh, we're talking about BASS MLF halfway through the season. 
Hit us up on the IM. Uh, also, we're going to put a phone line, uh, phone number up a little bit later. We want to hear from you. Uh, Brian? Uh, yeah, we got a caller on the line. We do. All right, let's see. We've got a uh, caller calling in. Who we got? Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Who is this? Uh, Hank Cherry. Hank! What's yes. up, Mike? Hank Cherry. How you doing, man? Good, man. I'm on vacation in Orlando. Yes. Where are you doing the Disney thing, or are you just chilling, or my, what are you doing? My kids are here at Disney for the first time. Wow. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Nice nice Easter holiday vacation. I like it. Yeah, we, we planned it for a while, and they've been having a big time. By the way, let me start by saying good job this season so far. I definitely watched a lot of your fishing at Hartwell. It was very exciting. It's very, very. I felt like I was in the boat with you. It's very nice. <laughs> but I felt safer, like you couldn't hook me with a jerkbait. You know what I mean? Those fish down there can be the most aggravating things to chase around, especially when they're on the bed. It would drive me nuts. I love it. I love it. Uh, so let's let me start with this. Let me let me not start with controversy. Let me start with how is what's the feeling at Bass right now? I've I've been removed. We're about halfway through the season, a little less. What's the feeling at Bass? What's the energy level? Does it feel the same to you as it's felt in the past? three or four seasons, or does it feel different? Um, you know, it, I, I've been asked this question a lot, and, I, I, you know, it's it's uh, different, but it's a lot the same. Um, there's a lot of new faces. Of course, I was, am still friends with a lot of the faces that are gone, but the new mix that's got in there, it's kind of everybody's kind of bonded it. We still, we still go at it. Everybody's learning everybody's little quirks, um, you know, and, and the way that the – New regime, I guess, is running things and a new plan around weigh-ins, tournaments like this, that, and the other. But overall, I'd have to say it's been a, a very positive momentum moving forward. That That's awesome. I, I can tell you again, you know, I, I, I want to remind everybody watching, too, that I, I'm fishing Major League Fishing. I'm not fishing bass. But at the end of the day, I'm a fan of the sport. I love the sport I have since I was 12 years old. And I, I still like watching bass. You know what I mean? Like, I... When we don't have a tournament, I watch live all the time. I watch bass. I follow it. I follow you guys. Uh, it's it from my end. It's exciting, you know. Uh, I'm having a good time watching, you know. I'm, I'm, oh yeah, it's definitely a good time to be a fan of sport. I mean, y'all had what four? I think Edwin's won, Jordan's won, yeah, good buddy Project's won, the Goat won. Um, you know, the, I, the right now, I guess if you're a fan of fishing and wanting to watch everything. Uh, at this age of technology, you can watch about whatever you want when you want to watch it. And that's a great point, and I do want to bring that up. Uh, we, we've, we've been hitting on some of the negatives tonight, but what Hank just said is a big positive. There is more content today, right now, than there's ever been. There's more opportunities for a fan to watch fishing than there's ever been. And there's also more opportunities as a young angler to get involved in the sport, right? You can't deny those two things, right? Uh, agreed. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. yeah, we've got the we've got the bass live, we've got the bass mix. You've got the the kids fishing all the way from high school now to college is just blown up across the atmosphere. Actually, before we came down here, I did I worked the kids fishing tournament at home for the Bass Monkey Academy, and uh, <laughs> terrible day to be out there fishing, wind blowing, cold, and here they are, kids from nine to. 17 years old coming wow. to this tournament. I was pretty amazed. That's, cool. that's awesome. All right. Now, Hank, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and ask you, and you know this is Ike Live and you can't lie. You know that's the number one role in the show. Uh, I got I'm just going to go ahead and ask you. So what is it like at a bass meeting right now? Like, uh, you know, pre-tournament meeting, uh, are, are, do, do, are there – does Trip get up there or Bruce or Chase or any of those guys, they get up there and is there is there – do you talk about MLF? Do you bash MLF? Do you not even recognize MLF and you just keep doing your own thing? How, how is... Um, Trip pretty much, you know, he, he gets up there, he gives our spew, you know, off limits, goes down the rules, read the sheets. Mercer does his, you know, introduction of all the champions and points leaders, this, that, and the other. Uh, Chase is very, very active at most of the events he's there. Wow. He's kind of lurk, lurking around, which is a big difference. From <laughs> lurking. Yeah. <laughs> That is so, a big um, difference, yeah. Well, it, it is. You can tell that there's definitely being uh, uh, more attention to detail paid towards the angler side of everything. 
Wow. Hank, what's it like at the meetings when all the, when all the big mouths jumped over to MLF? Is it nice and quiet over there now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you know, in those meetings, the, the, the goal most of the time, unless there was some spot that was going to be really risky to go fish or some bridge was going to be off limits, the meetings usually were pretty calm and quiet now. Actually, we probably have more questions now just by, you know, anglers wanting to uh, clarify things. Yeah. Everybody trying to assert their position in the hierarchy, right. man. Assert. Yeah. Assert. Uh, the other the other one I want to talk about is, um, you know, we just had Gerald Spore on, and, and one of the big topics he brought up was the anglers at MLF having a say, having a little bit of control, having a little bit of a, uh, you know, a push toward the organization on what happens. Have... What what's changed, Hank, in the last six months at Bass? Have you guys had, or do you guys have more of a say? Do you have you have a little bit? Do you feel like you have a little bit more control of your own destiny, or what? What's the feeling on that at Bass right now? Well, I, I think we have a lot more control. You know, we have an angler board uh, with people to go to, not necessarily the anglers, but we have people that work within the organization of Bass, where we can pick up the phone at any time. Yeah. Uh, voice our opinions or problems and get it taken care of. And I think they've really handled uh, that problem from the past very, very well. Um, and to y'all's point, I understand that in the beginning. Because like I said, I have friends that are over there with y'all that have talked about that. But right. if the shoes I'm sitting in now, um, I'm not talking any names, we're not getting any, but a certain email that went out kind of crushed the idea of y'all having any kind of say-so. Yeah, well, let's let's just talk about that. I know I know what you're talking about, and we don't have we don't have to mention any names, um, but let's talk about it because I, I think you're talking about are you you're talk you're referring to the email that went out that said major league fishing anglers could not participate in the Bassmaster Classic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. We're going saying that before the question comes up. Yeah. Tell me. Tell I me think about that. You know that. me well enough. If it, if the role was reversed, right? You called me and said, look. Hey, we're, we both are with Berkeley and Abu. I need you to be at our thing. You right. know I'm coming. Right. Because in the long run, it has nothing to do with my personal feelings about right. anybody else in any organization. It's about the fans and the kids. Right. It's about the, it's about the fans. Yeah. It's about new fishermen, and it's also about it's about your relationship with Abu and Berkeley, right? Because you're sure. you're an employee of Abu and Berkeley, right? And as yep. an employee of that company. You know, you have uh, certain obligations to appear at, at, at X number of events, and and I understand that, right? And and you know, there See, are I kind of put that I kind of put that as second nature because when you're running this business, you're going to take care of the people that take care of you. So you're, right. That's, that's a second thought. You know that part is there. Right. Right. So what? So uh, and and I I totally get what you're saying. What has the feeling been with bass anglers and bass management and staff? What has the feeling been since that that letter has went out? You know, I, I don't, I've heard from people all over. I haven't really talked to a lot of the uh, the Bass employees. I think you know the timing, but them announcing the 50th Classic in Gunnersville yep. and all that. I don't I don't really think they're paying too much attention to that. I think they're trying to uh, stay on their line, stay on their path for the vision that they have for the company, yeah. and uh, we're working towards a common goal. Hey, Hank, it's Dave here. Do you worry about hey, Bass Dave. retaliating by saying, like, hey, you guys can't hang around with MILFs or anything like that? MILFs? <laughs> <laughs> MLF? Oh. I don't know. If, if, if the MLF guys can't go to Bass, then the Bass guys can't roll around with MILFs all over the place, you know? <laughs> Damn it. I, I guess know. that would be one they way can... to look at it. <laughs> How'd you react to that? I love to hang around MILFs. I hope that doesn't. That doesn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Becky just gave me the look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to hang around Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. Becky's a yeah. MILF. That's why I like hanging around her. <laughs> Big negative on the MILF. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> now, I, 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 see what, I see what you're saying. I, I you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's tough because, you know, at the forefront, I, I think, and I mentioned it when Gerald was on the phone. I'm going to mention it again. At the forefront of every conversation, it should be growing the sport. 
regardless of whether you're with Bass or with MLF. And, you know, some of the things that are happening or or will happen in the next, you know, in the future, you need to you need to you need to kind of step outside of whatever organization you're supporting and think about the growth of the sport. That's the hard part, you know. It's hard. Hey, hey, Hank, uh, I got a serious question. Now, has Bass come out with anything about the two new uh, the two new boat companies that are coming out? Whether or not you can rep them or not? No, I don't. Show up with your boat. Your boat's your boat. We got those guys running those aluminum sleds across the lake. I don't know how they do that. You aware that MLF actually has 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 a has a problem with the two new boat companies? Well, look, I find it hard to believe a company that's that's promoting change would have a problem with change of boats coming to the industry. If you're talking about the people and it's for the fans, it's for the fishermen, that gives them another opportunity, another option. Me personally, I'm with Basscat Mercury. I love where I'm at. Rick and Kevin treat me great. I just couldn't imagine somebody wanting to turn somebody promoting growth of the sport wanting to turn down growth of the sport. Well, Hank, the uh, one of the owners of Bass Pro Tour also owns a boat company. Yes. So I mean, I <laughs> money money talks. I mean, that, I mean. That could be some of the reason why he's, he wants to restrict guys from running other boats inside of his organization. That's crazy talk, Rich. That's 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 money talk. That's crazy talk. Can't talk to you. Well, I guess, conspiracies. Um, that, that, I guess that decision is kind of above my pay grade. <laughs> Hank, I heard you say Fair Bass, enough. Cat, Mercury. When was the last time you actually were on stage and thanked Bass, Cat, and Mercury for getting them down the lake all day long? Yesterday. <laughs> when was the last time? <laughs> Yes, I remind I remind Kevin I remind Kevin every time. Thank you for the boat. That thing is it's my first cat, and I can't imagine being another boat. But it's almost like the duck lip on selfies. Like, can someone invent a new face? Like, I want someone to invent a new way to thank their boat motor sponsor. <laughs> That's all, man. I mean, you know I, what I mean, I guess dude? I get a big bass cat emblem on my chest. Just hold my shirt up every way in. These guys beat my chest. Yeah. Hank, would you get a bat? Would you get a bass cat tattoo? That's what I want to know. Would you actually? Would I get one? Yeah, would you tattoo it on your body? And I'm not saying it has to be on like a forearm or a calf. Like butt it could cheek. be like butt cheek or inner thigh. Could be an uh, armpit. Small of your back. Small of your back. Would you do a bass cat tattoo? <laughs> bass cat tramp stamp. Well, if I win the AOI or the Bassmaster Classic in the foreseeing future, I will have. That incorporated on a tattoo. Ah, you heard it first. Whoa. But you got to do it first, right there, You got to do it cool, Hank. Like do it like a cat in heat. You know what I mean? Like no, listen. When I when I was younger, me and Benny Cashwell used to have his cat, and we would we would take his mom we would take his mom's knickknacks when the cat was in heat, and it would like back up to him and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's already got, dude. The, the second floor was mom's apartment. Yeah. Mom's knickknacks. Yeah, dude, we take his mom's knickknacks. Wow. Oh, my God. Who asked what a knickknack is? A knickknack, like a little tiny statue. Like Mike has a couple knickknacks. Knickknacks. A tchotchke. A tchotchke. You've never seen spies like us, so don't laugh at me. Like a salt shaker. Jesus. Holy moly. I'm the only one that did that. Okay. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Found, my god. Founders. Founders. That's <laughs> terrible. Shouts to founders. Get, uh, Hank, let me let me throw this one at you. We're gonna we're gonna take an IM. I'll throw this one at you and we're gonna take some IMs. What is the biggest negative, in your opinion, of major league fishing right now? What's the biggest negative? The biggest negative? Get in there. Um <laughs> you know, uh, it's from the promotion of the organization. Okay. Yeah. I think I think that's my biggest. I think that's my biggest negative. I think um, when one thing is preached and then one thing is done, contradictory statements. Right. It's just not a. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. what it is. And I understand. I understand businesses, business, this, that, and the other. But when you promote no smoke and mirrors, and then all of a sudden smoke and mirrors appear, there's a problem. Right. And anywhere there's smoke, there's a fire. 
Gotcha. Okay, Riz, give us some IMs. I know you're backed up. Give yeah, us some IMs um, or so Hank, um, one of the things that has been talked about on our show several times, and it's also coming up tonight on the IM board, is the opportunity um, for the doors that are opening for some of the young guys uh, on the bass side of things, since a lot of the household names may have gone over to MLF. Um, who are some of the young guys that, that you think are going to stand out and really shine um, on the bass side of things um, this year? Oh, hold up. Before, um, Hank, before Hank answers, let me just throw one in the hat. Patrick Walters. Because I got to meet Patrick. Yeah, we interviewed him at the class. Yeah, very, very nice young man, yep. very talented. Yeah. Very good, very good guy. My, my vote's Patrick Walters. Oh, by the way, Go he's ahead, leading AOI. Yeah, he is leading AOI. Patrick, yeah. Patrick is uh, a great one. One that may not be as big a household name, but he will be before he's done, Shane with you. Yes, yes. I, I know him personally. That. He's from yeah. SOW. Kid can, yeah. The kid can catch him. I'd agree with um, that Yep. You know, and it's, it's really unfair to try to single out a bunch of them because they're all kind of trying to find their footing. And I know from experience that when you're trying to establish a reputation or a footing or your name in the game, that sometimes you may or may not take some of the gambles you need to actually get to where you want to be. Yeah. But I think as the year progresses and they get some more tournaments under their belt, I think you're going to see a lot of the guys that have maybe had a harder time adjusting finally start to figure it out. Now, yeah. two guys that have really, really impressed me are the Johnson boys. Yeah, Canadians. They seem to really, yes. they seem to really do their job and handle yeah. themselves well. Yeah. But overall, I don't like appear down the line and say, well, I'm not worried about that guy. I'm not worried about that guy because we all know in fishing, any day, anybody gets beat. That's right. That's right. I want to give a shout-out, too, to Greg DePalmer. I think Greg, I think, oh, yeah. I think he's going to – He's he's had a – Slow, steady season, but I think he's got the talent to do it. Gary <laughs> Yes. See, but Greg's kind of that Garrett, quiet assassin type. Big time. He doesn't say a whole lot. Yeah. But you know he's got it. I mean, yeah. I, and I know that from fishing against him in the open. Rainbow Lake. Yeah. Riz, what else you got? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Hank, um, got a question from Josh in Louisiana. Um, how would you feel if Bass uh, stuck with the five fish format, but they did a catch and release um, and just totaled your five fish? Oh, good question. You know, I'm old school. I'm going to be old school probably the day I'll die. Bring them to the stage, baby. Agreed. You bring them to the stage, you weigh them. I mean, when I'm a kid, this is the way it works. I go to the farm farm with a box of crickets. I catch as many as I catch. Then I learn to bass fish. I still want to catch as many as I can catch. But it's been ingrained in my nature from as long as I've been alive. When you win the tournament, you got the best five. Yeah. And then nobody gets to hold up a big Hank Cherry face on the end of a stick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating you. How you do that? But I can bring my milk. My wife's pretty hot. Nah, yeah, they definitely drag the milk. <laughs> as long as it's allowed. As long as it's allowed. You got to watch out. That's right. They might they might rule against that. Bass about to regulate. <laughs> Riz, what else you got? Um... Uh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> oh yeah, duh, duh. We got um, so that was him laughing past one. We got, one we that got he can't professional read. fish head chiming in. Shout out to uh, Justin Kimmel. Um, he said, "Hank, uh, you're a jerk baitaholic, which means you catch a, t- uh, a crap ton of bass on that bait. Do you think your game might be better suited on the other tour since you can catch numbers on your favorite Ooh, bait?" Ooh, that's a good question. Well, yeah, it's suited. I don't know if that matter. I I think. The one impressive thing that I will give to the guys that are over there fishing is they had to really remold their trans thinking. Well, I think I can attest to that. You have to remold your way of yeah. thinking. Yeah. Because your mindset and what you're trying to do is different. Now, I may get a lot of bites on a dirt plate. I'm not intentionally trying to do that, but throughout the course of the day, that may happen. So at the same time, uh, it's like I said back to that old school method. I was brought up. The five biggest win. I was brought up. The most runs win the baseball game. The most points win the basketball game. That's just that's just how it is. That's my mentality. That's the way I teach my son. That's the way I teach the youth athletics. You know, it's just um, that's just what it is. I don't I don't think it would I don't think it would either hinder or help me to be on one side or the other. What what sport are you coaching, Hank? Uh, I help coach my son's um, travel baseball team. Nine. Oh. Travel uh, baseball. Lookout, uh, Denver, North Carolina. All right. 
That's a big deal down there, man. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's really into it. And, you know, with our schedules and stuff, it's tough. So I, I, I can just be there when I can be there. I get to miss a lot, but I get to see a lot. I get to, you know, help him, help him with his swing or help out at practice, ground balls, work the catchers out, whatever. It's, it's, it's just fun. I enjoy uh, his excitement and being around those kids and watch how much they improve from month to month. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, Hank, I appreciate you calling in. It was it was very, 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 very refreshing to to hear from you, to hear from uh, an angle from Bass, to get your opinion. And uh, I I value your opinion, and I value your 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 ideals about what's going on. And uh, I wish you luck, man. You're having a great season. Keep it going, man. I hope uh, hope you get to Gunnersville and kick some ass. Let's just get. Either we could day one out of the way or we could day two out of the way and quit digging holes to start out with. It would be a lot easier. I, I, I hear you. Hank Cherry, everybody. Good luck, Hank. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Thanks, Thanks Hank. Hank. Yeah. You to me. Man, that was great. That was a great, uh, great opinion to have it from somebody from the other side. We had a, we had Gerald Spohr, yeah. an MLF guy that's committed to Major League Fishing. We had Hank Cherry that's committed to bass. And the great thing about what I heard is I heard differences, but I also heard some commonalities, which is which to me that's what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on the commonalities. I heard both those guys, both those guys are drinking the Kool Aid from the both organizations, just yeah. to say it frankly. And I heard commonalities about growing the sport, about you know, uh, about making bass fishing better. That's positive. That's positive to me. Yeah, the commonality I took from it was that both agreed that Zona would lose to Stone. <laughs> In both, in all, darts, the horseshoes, right. and fist fighting. That's right. Zona, if you're listening right now, I know Z listens to a lot of our shows. If you're listening and you want to comment on anything that you're hearing here tonight, feel free to call in. We'll take your call. I'm sure. <laughs> well, no, I'm sure uh, we will. Zona commercial shamed me a couple shows back. <laughs> told, me, told me I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> told me I should stick to jokes. This is the same guy right. that put that piece of shit out there. I always tie one on. You know, like he's going to tell me I suck? Like, get me out of here, man. That goddamn, that commercial alone, I, I get mad now. Yeah, but think about but it. But hold on, that commercial alone yeah. was like, goddamn, made Brad Pitt's What's in the Box look like Kevin Costner at the end of JFK when he's doing his closing arguments. All right? You going to talk about me? Uh, hello there. All right? Dude, here's the thing. I, I, I'll be honest. I'll just, dude, I've been holding back most of the show because, you know, I have to. That was good, Dave. But I will let it out right now. I'm glad you said that. Dude, can you imagine what those guys do? But imagine this. Think of the scenario on that, dude. Think of the scenario on that. Those guys, Kevin and Z and Shaw and all whoever else, dude, they're handed a script. They're handed a script. Those Strike King guys handed them a script. Dude, those Strike King guys... They ain't using no agency that's doing real commercials and stuff. This is a Strike King dude that's that's... I, I don't even yeah, want to yeah. say it. I found the I line more it. intriguing in goddamn Sling Blade. They throw gas in it. All right? God damn it. I was yeah, more bored into that. Yeah, but you got to feel bad for Zoda and Kevin. <laughs> they're handed a script, and they're like, "Here, they're like, here's our commercial. Here's what you got to oh, say. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I got to tie one on. I tied one on. That's my line. Like, can you imagine that shit? And the tag end of Kevin's oh, knot was man. like three feet long on that. Like, and, and listen to <laughs> me. If anybody's, let me hold on a second. If anybody's watching from Strike King right now, if anybody's watching from uh, yeah. Strike King upper management, go to an advertising agency. Go to a marketing agency. Don't make that shit up. Y'all don't know how to do a commercial. That's ridiculous. Boss Get lady. Don't make yeah. Zona yeah. say something like that. We're bringing the reinforcements here. <laughs> I can get in there. Yeah. Get a hold of it. No deals with Strike What the hell? The blue yeah. code just arrived. What's <laughs> I'm just saying. Regulate. You should put Warren G. Regulate on. Here she is. You know, that, I, that, I, I appreciate let, that let, you let have me, an opinion. No, I don't opinion. know if the world is ever ready for your opinion. They are ready. They take them to such extreme Dude, let me give you. Let me give you an analogy. That would be like Dave Brodzik creating an <laughs> algorithm on a computer. <laughs> Dave knows nothing about that shit. Dave knows a lot about sawdust. He knows a lot about shipping and receiving. He and doesn't know shit He's about an algorithm. Knacks with hot cats. I'm going to tell you something right now. <laughs> I, will, I will 
will spread seed the shit out of about four out of five people in this goddamn room right now, dude. <laughs> shit. What do you, you know? You can definitely beat Eric at a spreadsheet. I'll, I can tell you that. I'll tell you right now. I will. Maybe not rich, but I will chop them to a piece. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> shit, Brian the Carpenter still uses a freaking spiral notebook. Brian spread. Yeah. Yeah, Brian's spreadsheet is I know, I know, cause it's in my yeah. shop. Yeah. I'm giving it back to you tonight. You have my notebook? Yeah, it says Logan on it and all that shit. It's your notebook. You stole it from your no, son. You he left it there. No, he stole it from his son. Oh, did you steal it from well, his son? Well, if it says Logan. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Irregardless, that's my damn notebook. Yeah, you, you left your notebook. You know how much kid. stress that's caused me? How many jobs are in that notebook? That caused me like an extra two weeks of work wow. going back to jobs doing Hit. estimates the second time around. Hit that had... notebook is Logan's love notes to some broad. <laughs> <laughs> My kid's squared away. He ain't fooling around. What's wrong with love notes? <laughs> he ain't worried about that. All right, so anyway, let if, me get back. If Vegas could write, he'd write Let me love get back notes. to the main point. If you're, if you're an exec from Strike King, lose. Oh, jeez. I know you're all kid combined. Go hire a professional when you're doing your commercials. That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> We got the goat on, Mike. Uh, okay. So whenever you're ready. Yeah. Oh, we do. Okay. This is a great segue, and I'm excited, Dave, because it's uh, <laughs> a great segue. Great segue from the worst commercial to the best angle in the world. I'm excited. Uh, I got to compete last week at the uh, MLF event uh, down there at the Czech in uh, Tennessee. It was amazing. Uh, this is a guy we've had him on the show before. So excited to have him back. You know him from dominating FLW. You know him from uh, being the, the best flipper in the world. We've got him back on Ike Live. I want to introduce the one and only Andy Morgan, the GOAT. Andy Morgan, everybody. Andy, how you doing tonight? Okay, uh, I, I wanted to. I, wanted no, to st- I basically wanted to start, Andy. Um, I know you've been on the show before, and I wanted to say congrats on this win in Major League Fishing. I know you've had very big accomplishments in FLW, multiple, multiple Angler of the Year titles at FLW. Uh, but congrats on the win. What What does it feel like? Uh, you know, this is your first. Big major win. What does it feel like to win this major league fishing event on on, on your home fishery? That's <laughs> <laughs> a go. Is it a chicken? I got that part, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I that. Now, let, now, Andy, I know you know you've had a lot of um, appearances. You know when you when you. When you win a tournament like this, it's a big event, it's a big deal, and we know, Brian DeCarpenter, we know that you've been on a lot of other podcasts. You've been on Mark Jeffries, you've been on Bass Talk Live, you're going to be on, uh, on uh, what's the other one? Straight Cast uh, coming fishing. up. Fear of Fishing. You've been on Fear of Fishing, probably, you've been on a lot of other podcasts. Uh, but I, I want to know, tell me some of the key baits and techniques you used Last week on check to to win the tournament. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? All right. I don't think anyone is watching anymore. <laughs> There's not like, many like a lot. Now, now listen to me. I know this isn't Bash You Live. This is Ike Live, and we normally don't talk about technique. But it's amazing to me that you're one of the best flippers in the world, and yet you still utilize other techniques. You you caught a bunch of cranking, you caught a bunch of a vibration jig. Why is that? I mean, what? Tell me the deal behind that. Oh God. <laughs> Oh and there go the ratings. <laughs> Between the end of the last segment and the start of this one. Oh, now, now I gotta. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this. We had a ton of. Why items. do you carry on? We've had a ton of what items coming through tonight, you? and you know, other anglers in this sport have have been known as the goat. Um, I know Kevin Van Dam. You've heard Gerald Swindle. You've heard Skeet Reese. All have the acronym the GOAT. I've actually seen a few come through every once in a while that I was the GOAT, but you are the true GOAT. What does that title mean to you, being being the GOAT, the the actual GOAT? 
Hey, somebody breathing. <laughs> There's no sound on that. Oh that my was, god! That no wasn't comment. even funny. <laughs> was just, Wait, what did you? The whole thing wasn't what funny, and really that's when you finally thought that it wasn't <laughs> funny. It wasn't funny because there was no sound. <laughs> on that. No, okay. That would have been awesome if it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh All right. God. How many more? Qu- uh, how many more questions? I think we're one more good. question. I think we're good. <laughs> All right, Andy. We're, we we Plumbing. we'd have to ask you this. Plumbing. We've we've had this topic the whole night. Um, you've been involved in multiple tours. You've fished BASS Opens. You've fished uh, FLW for years and years and years and dominated. Now you're dominating on Major League Fishing. What is your thought on the different tours? And the BASS MLF FLW controversy. <laughs> okay. Well, Andy, I got to tell you, this is, this, is, this is a way different interview than I expected. Uh, how uh, true, everything he said. Everything he said, I, I think we had to verify as being true. And I, all I can say is I appreciate you coming on. I know we had te- technical oh, difficulties no. getting getting you on the show, but thank you. I appreciate it. Is there anything you want to say? Um, you want to promote a website or you want to promote any sponsors or your social handles before you go? Oh, Perfect. Goodness. No sound again. <laughs> Great job, Eric. Uh, the effort. God. Wow. Andy Morgan, the goat. Eric everyone. somehow found the only mime goat on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> this could be lit fire, guys. Lit fire. No, the, funny uh, thing, the funny thing is, it's not the dude that's watching this a week or a month or two months later that's watching the actual video. It's the dude driving the Kentucky Lake to fish a bass tournament. That's watching us. That's yeah. like just dead air. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened right. to the goat? Listening. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. That like was that. awesome. I don't like the goat humor. <laughs> it's way better on paper, Brian. It was. <laughs> Can't hear you. Charles and Becky shitting on it the whole time. <laughs> oh. They're not invited to the next show. Oh. Charles, enjoy, enjoy your one time here. <laughs> Hold on, until he does his trump. If it's not funny, I can't help telling you it's can't not funny. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> that doesn't work for live TV, Beck. Beck, the premise of it's funny. Andy Morgan is the goat, and we interviewed a goat. That's not, there's, there's nothing not funny about that. Yeah, but y'all, y'all don't know how to, don't like, be y'all in in here. Like, like, don't be y'all in here. Don't be y'all in here. He's the real Listen, what? a joke is, like, good because it's short, sweet, it's funny. Y'all yes. drag things uh, on right. to the point that people I hear the babies are crying. Are this, re- this, rever- oh. all right, all right, this, re- this reverted you straight to Street Richmond. Y'all. Oh, God. She went straight back to Mom, <laughs> yeah. Mom Richmond. Y'all be oh, tripping. No. <laughs> well, here's, here's the good news. Thank, Baby. thank God, thank God that was just a skit. Thank God that was just a skit, and we actually have the real goat, Andy Morgan, joining us on Ike Live. Yes, this is way better. Thank Andy, God the man decided I know, to come on thank, after that. Thank you for agreeing to this madness. Andy, how you doing tonight, man? Oh, God, it's so good to have you back on the show. Let me tell you, it's hard interviewing a goat, an actual goat, like an animal goat. It's hard. Oh, my God, yes. That damn Cody Meyer gave me that name a while back. I'm like, I don't know if this is good or bad. <laughs> I, th- I think it's good. I think it's good. It's got a lot of uh, a lot of meaning behind it. And I think what happened last week solidifies it. And from everybody at Ike Live... I want to congratulate you on a great win of Major League well, Fishing. You, I really, I yes. really appreciate you. that. Was, that, that was a big win. That was a great week, man. That was a good one. Let, let me let me just, you know, this is like live. We don't we don't bullshit around. We, we go right to the facts. This is a big one. Like, when I look at your career, I, I look at it and I say, Andy, you're one of the most consistent guys. You, you've, you've caught limits when guys couldn't catch limits. But you've never had a big win. When I look at it on paper, this is a big one for you. Does it feel like that? Yeah, it really does, man. It, it got to the point that I was like, you know, hell, am I ever going to win one of these big tournaments? I've yeah. been second. I've been third. I've had a lot of great finishes. But damn, 
Yeah. You know, when was it my time type deal? And, you know, it went so good on that on that Sunday, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, this this was my day. Yeah. It just, everything went perfect. You've been there. I've seen you oh, win yeah. big. I've seen a lot of guys win big. And when it goes, you're like, oh, my God. You're like, you, you can't be stopped. Yeah. It Do was you- like, you know. It was a great feeling. Now, hell, I'm not young. I'm 47 years old. So you get to the point you're thinking, "Oh my goodness, am I going to have another chance to win an event?" Yeah, you're an old guy. Another like, chance to win, and it finally happens. I mean, yeah, yeah, great feeling. Yeah, you're an old guy like me. Let me ask you this: did, did, I, and we've talked, Brian Carpenter. How many times have we mentioned this on the show? I don't. I, I, let me get your opinion on it. When it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I don't care if you take it from a religious standpoint or yeah. philosophical. Do you believe that? Because I do. I do. I really do. It's just like you can't stop it. And when I got up that morning and everything was really lined up, I'm like, you know, man, I've really got a legitimate shot to actually win today. Yeah. And it started coming together like from the beginning, like from the first cast that morning. It was like, man, it's like it felt like it meant to be. I never had a nervous moment all day long. I just put my head down and fished till time ran out and everything went perfect. And you know how odd that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now I, I want to jump right to the second obvious thing that jumps out, which is you beat the hometown jinx. That's a very, very hard thing to do. You, you've, it's, it, in my opinion, it's been 50-50 over the last, say, 10 or 12 years, right? You've seen 50% of the time guys dominate, and the other 50, you see guys struggle. And in this event, look at some of the other names that struggled. It really jumps out at you. Wesley Schrader. Uh, Michael Neal, he made a top 10, so he didn't really struggle, but he ended up 10th. Uh, John Murray, I mean, Ott the Foe, so many really amazing anglers that struggled with the hometown jinx, the home lake jinx. Yeah, Did, Mike, it beat me. It beat me the first day. The first I day. I had 31 pounds. Yeah. But I had, enough, you know, I had enough time and a big enough day to come back and kind of hurdle that and right. get over that hometown jinx and uh yeah but it beat me the first day you had my timing all screwed up i know where every inch of the lake there's yeah. always a little fish that you say oh my god i need to start here this is a juice and not stay on your consistent pattern i think that drags a lot of people off that gives you the hometown jinx is you you've got too many places to go and you know it's the grass is always greener type scenario well what what was that turning point we've we probably have a bunch of people watching and listening right now that didn't watch live what was the turning point that went from a bad start to dominating the event? Uh, you know, probably midway through the first day, I started down the lake in an area that I've caught a lot of fish, and I found a school in practice that was that was all right. I thought I could really catch, you know, 35 or 40 pounds off of it really quick. And it was one of those schools of fish that lies to you. You know, and I knew the water had came up a foot, foot and a half or whatever since that that last day that I I've got to practice. I was in group B, so I I had a day off there, but it was just a, a school of fish that was a a liar, you know, basically. So I ran down and fished that and I ran back up the lake and when I ran back up the lake, the area that I usually always start in, in April, it was loaded with boats. You know, it was loaded with locals, it was loaded with competitors, and I ran another, like, four or five miles before I even stopped to have a place to fish. Wow. And of course, at that point, hell, you see the score tracker, you know it's going on, yeah. and, and, and I ran up through there, and I'm like, oh, my God, what a mistake. <laughs> this, this is hometown jinx. I've messed up. I've totally screwed up my time, and I should have been up here early on when the fish were biting. And the next day, I said, you know, that that's not going to be the snake that bites me today. I'm going to start where I know to start. I'm going to fish the patterns I know to fish in the springtime. You know, we've got limited practice, so it's all a guess. But I knew the patterns. I knew the areas. And I just, I got really patient at that point. I didn't push anything from then on out. I just laid in the areas that I knew, and I laid with what I knew to do. So that kind of ended it. And I pulled in that area the first day, probably at like 1.30 or 2 o'clock. And I caught like five or six fish down one little stretch that nobody really ever bothers. It's like the ugliest stretch in Lake Chickamauga. So nobody ever bothers it. And I caught like 14 or 15 pounds. And that little stretch really saved me. It gave me like 31 or so for the day. It gave me a chance to get into the 
into the finals. So yeah, got the history from there. Wow, that's awesome. I I want to switch gears real quick and let me remind everybody to watching right now. If you've got a question uh, for Andy, uh, hit us up on the IM, hit us up on the phone line. Uh, I want to switch gears real quick and then we're going to take some questions from IM. And I ask this of a lot of guys. Tell us about – you're at the top of the sport. You're one of the best professional anglers alive right now. Is this something as a kid that, that – did you know that you wanted to do this? Is this something as a as a youth in your teens? Did you, did you, did you know you were going to do this or is this something that came later? Yeah, no, I knew it. I knew it early on when I was, shoot, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old, that that's what I wanted to do. You know, I watched all these guys come up fish and fish the classics and fish everything that, that could be fished. And, we, you know, you got, hell, you got to look where I live. I mean, this is kind of Bass Central right here on Chickamauga, the Tennessee River. I'm right here in the center of a lot of really good fishing. So yeah. there was a lot of fishing going on. We, I fished as a kid with my dad in team in team tournaments, and we fished a lot of individual tournaments. Also, uh, I won my first individual weight tournament when I was when I was 15, right here on Chickamauga. So I kind of got rolling early, but I knew deep down that this is exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to try to fish for a living. I wanted to try to you know, do as, as well as I could, and, and that's all I've ever done. That's all I've ever made any money at. I worked for my mom and dad at an electrical supply house, which they owned for a few years, but every, every dime that I had extra came from fishing. So, I, you know, I relied a lot on fishing just to try to make money, just to try to make a living, and really that's all I've that's ever done. Awesome. Hell, I can't do anything else. That's that's awesome. Now I I I, I want to jump to the I'm questions. I got one more for you though, and this is sticking with me like, and and it's unbelievable because I'm looking at you right now and I see these giant freaking buck mounts yeah. in the back. Like I know a lot of our fans that watch this show Ooh. also hunt, and they're probably there's saliva all over the floor right now looking at all those mounts. They don't even care about the FLW trophies in the back. There's there's saliva on the floor looking at those deer. Um, we know a guy here at the house named Bob Soley, real good friend that lives here in South Jersey, oh. that is, he's, he is a way better hunter. He, he's, he, he hunts better than he fishes, but it, it makes him an amazing fisherman. Tell me a little bit about that because I know you have that too. You know, I mentioned to you when you were on the show before, you're one of the guys that I, I consider a natural. You 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 understand behavior, movement, life of a fish better than anybody, and I know it has to do a lot with your knowledge of hunting as well. How does that how does that converse? What what's what's the what's the tie in there for an average guy watching that is a great hunter but he sucks at fishing, or he's a great fisherman and sucks at hunting? How do you do them both really good? Because they're both really a lot of the same. To me, for sure, I mean, especially archery hunting, because you have to really pay attention to, to close detail, and you have to pay attention to structure. Structures, it, it's just like fishing. You have structure in the woods. You have ravines. You have hollows. You've got creek beds. You've got ridge lines. Uh, you've got edges of cover, uh, like thickets and pines and hardwoods. I mean, it's got to do, it, it's all the, it's all about a pattern. Travel pattern. And it's just like fishing. It, and I don't know if Mike, if you've ever hunted, but if you ever archery hunted, you would, I, it would, don't ever start because it's a disease. <laughs> so, so you'll never stop, but it, it's about getting on the pattern and, and, and paying attention to those close details, which is just like fishing. Once you figure out a little bit of pattern in fishing, what's going on and you kind of dial everything in, that's exactly like archery hunting a whitetail or any big game. Wow. Once you once you feel that and you kind of taste that blood just a little bit, man, yeah. you, you can't stop. So it's just like another extension of fishing kind of to me. I mean, it rolls into hunting season and you start another process and you start paying attention to detail just in a different a different way in a, in a different species, obviously, with the, the deer and the bass. But, man, it's all the same. It just kind of keeps everything rolling. And I'll be honest, it gives me some damn sanity. Yeah. After fast fishing stops, shit, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, at the end of season, 
you're almost, I mean, I'm almost just like a damn wild man. Yeah. Hell, I've got, I've got to detox somehow. I've got to get away from it for a little while, but I kind of go into the same process with hunting, but really with no pressure. Yeah. You know, there's nobody looking over your shoulder. You're not having to worry about uh, competing. You're not having to worry. And your, and your ego does a lot of that too. You know, it kind of, your ego's always chewing at you to do better. Everybody's looking at you, et cetera. And uh, hunting just unminds you. All right, uh, Riz. I know there's we're piled up. Let's let's give Andy some of the items coming through. Yeah, Andy, I uh, got a question from Boone in Texas. Uh, what are some of the bodies of water that you would like to see on the schedule next year for those multi-lake style events? Uh, the Tennessee River from top to bottom, anywhere <laughs> on there, I'd like to see. Fair enough. And uh, Yankee Dave wants to know, uh, are you a bait-out-of-the-package kind of guy, or do you like to alter your baits before you go fishing? I, I alter some stuff, but it's never very much. So I'm kind of, I guess, more or less uh, out-of-the-package guy. Um, Andy, uh, why do you think some of the older guys and the veterans like uh, KVD and Swindle are having a tougher time in the MLF, MLF. Do you think they're still adjusting to the new format, or do you think it's something else? No, they're they're going to be back. I mean, it's just it's one of these cycles. Everybody goes through a little bit of a cycle where you struggle to catch them from time to time, but you don't rule those guys out. Hell, they're not going anywhere. They'll it's it's coming. One more. Um, Blake in South Knoxville, Tennessee, wants to know. Um, how do you manage all your tackle and uh, all your equipment when you're traveling? Uh, it seems like every pro has their own um, uh, own strategy to doing it. What's yours? Well, I mean, I, I, I try to get everything into boxes. I, I'm sponsored by Lure Lock, and I try to get everything into my organizational boxes. But a lot of times it just kind of ends up piled up here and there, and I go through it. Every couple of tournaments, I have to go through there and kind of pile everything back up, get it back into my boxes. But I'm not that most organized type guy when it comes to that. It'd probably be, I don't know, I guess some people may be surprised, and a lot of them would not that really know me. You look in my truck, there's stuff a little bit everywhere. So hmm. I'm not really that organized. I'm very simple, but really not that organized. Simple simple is good. And, and one more question is actually going to come from me and Charles. What kind of bow are you shooting, and what kind of broadheads? What, what, what kind of bow are you shooting, and what kind of broadheads are you slinging? And when can we come to your lease? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're packed I up right around. I shoot a new breed archery bow. It's actually made in Alabama uh, by some good buddies of mine. It's totally American made. It's the most custom line bow that you can buy. It comes custom to your specs, your draw length, your draw weight, your colors, whatever you want. They do. I've shot those for many years, and actually, I just shot this afternoon. Uh, after I, I talked to you guys earlier on, I was, I was actually I actually shot a couple of awesome groups at 100 yards, so I, I was pretty tickled. I hadn't shot very much lately, so that was pretty cool. And broadheads, I'll shoot a swacker. Oh, Hank Parker. You know, Hank owns Swacker, so. Hank Parker. Wow. Yeah. On fire, babe. Now, now, hey, Andy, it's Dave. I don't know the difference between the bows you're talking about, but any better than Rich's Kmart bow and arrows that he's uh, firing? (laughs) You better knock that off. (laughs) All right. Quality there. Uh, gotcha, yeah. Andy. I got I got a question from uh, Hank. I'm a, I'm a Hoyt Carbon Spider guy, Andy. <laughs> from Hank Hoyt Snow. You got a question from Hank Snow on Facebook and and Dave sitting next to Mike. Have you ever seen or heard of Bigfoot? <laughs> ever seen or heard of Bigfoot? Damn, I thought I had a couple of times in old late nights out there tracking deer in these old windy pine tree nights here in East Tennessee. You hear some crazy stuff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he, right. These civilians don't know Andy. <laughs> don't even try to talk to them. Ever, they're just going to make sport of us. Don't even ever have any run-ins with with, with uh, horny cats. <laughs> don't ask Dave about with horny cats or knickknacks. Jagged knickknacks. You'll be in big trouble. All right, here it goes. This is the highlight of this interview. You know, you're on Ike Live show. You the rule of the Ike Live rapid fire questions. And is you've got to answer them truthfully. And here they go. You've got five coming at you. And here's number one. And you are known as one of the best flippers in the world. If you had to name who is the best flipper alive, who would it be? Live? Alive now? Yes. 
Oh, shoot. I don't know who that would be. Probably, uh, I don't know, Swindle? Ooh. <laughs> Swindle. Okay. Go, son. Ger- Gerald's, I mean, uh, hey, we're all getting old, but Gerald's deadly accurate. Gerald, Gerald, Gerald's pretty sharp. Steel. Uh, wow, that's a good answer. That actually leads to question number two. <laughs> You're friends with Gerald. You filmed a TV show with G a little bit. Give us one thing people don't know about Gerald Swindle. <laughs> of course, everybody knows Gerald, Gerald is funny. 100% funny. But... I, Gerald gets, I don't know, I, maybe buck fever from time to time. <laughs> big ones walk out, you know what I mean? He'll get a little buck fever, and then you hear some really good stories about old Gerald and some big bucks. <laughs> Deer had a stroke, shot over the back. <laughs> All right, question number three. Andy, you're a great flipper, and you're pretty tall. If you were short... Like, say, John Cruz or Mark Rose or Fletcher Shyrock, would you still be able to flip as good as you flip now? <laughs> I, think, I think so. I think so. It's eye-hand coordination. Hell, anybody can do it. You've know, you got these eye-hand coordination, you can go. Okay. Number four, this is true and false. You're a guy that's known as an angler that fishes with a limited amount of tackle. Is it true... You're sponsored by a brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> Tackle set. That's not true, but maybe I should be. Okay. <laughs> Becky, if you know any companies that are going to sponsor brown I'll, paper bags. Becky's still here? Okay. Uh, Everything's plastic anymore on bags. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least, question number five. Please give us your best goat sound or goat <laughs> imitation. <laughs> Ah! There it goes! Wow! Dude, that was way better than any of the goats you pulled up, Eric. I gotta tell you. No, Eric got all the little bus special ed goats. They didn't even say a word. They were just looking at the camera. There wasn't sound on having the damn clips. See, see, our our internet's bad. Little little bus goats. Andy's got to be able to stop a deer in the woods when it's on a doe trotting through. So he's got those those sounds dialed. Right. Andy heard a Sasquatch. <laughs> Hold on, Dave's got Andy. Dave's oh, got a goat story. <laughs> What's my goat story? You know, you in the yeah. blanket. Remember your dream? Blanket. What? Oh wow, you really want that one? <laughs> that's a long one. I'll, I'll do it, but I mean, that's a long one. Can you do it? Or you not, you're not All right, I'll bridge it. Give us a condensed version. Andy, did you watch the show Twenty Four back when it was on and it was popular? I did. Every, every once in a while, I did see it. So you know it's a counterterrorism show. It's always Jack <laughs> Bauer beating beating the bad guys last minute, right? So Dude, I'm gonna, this is good. So I was hard into this. Like, I didn't get into it until about the fifth season, and my wife and I binge-watched it. So we got caught up, but I was, like, really immersed in it. So I'm having this real lucid dream one night, right? <laughs> and I was in the middle of this, man. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> it was the Russians, and they had a nuke, and they were going to blow it up on our soil, and I'm solving it, right? So I'm, I'm, lay- <laughs> um, I'm laying on my stomach, and uh, now this is what my wife's – I'm looking at my pillow, but I'm looking at – when we were growing up, we had those little wheels that had the different – animal sounds on it like you push it there was a cow there was like a sheep <laughs> you know there was like a goat there was a horse you push the buttons well the russians had hid the code to the nuke in this goddamn machine and i'm looking at it and i'm trying to solve it and it's like it's, it's very stressful and, and now my wife now realizes i'm doing something so she looks over and she's she's trying to You're wake asleep. me up I'm asleep, but I'm solving. I'm solving the problem, right? Well, it was the goat button to deactivate the nuke, right? So, so she's like shaking me, and she says, "I looked at her, and I was like, bang!" Yeah, dude, I shut him down, but I mean, like, no nukes, no nukes. Yeah, man, no, true story. Wow. Now, I like to tie yeah. it. Sadly, that sounds so true. Yeah, no, it was, it's real, man. It's for real, dude. <laughs> right in her face in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> like my, yeah, she said my tongue was like, tongue was <laughs> Wow. Wow. Oh, That's wild. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Now, Eddie, before we let you go, I, I do have to ask you one last question. We've been talking about tonight um, a lot of, uh, you know, thoughts and comments about Major League Fishing versus BASS or FLW or the other circuits. Just give us give us a parting, uh, your, your thoughts on Major League Fishing versus what's happening in the sport right now and the direction of Major League Fishing. I, I, I think it's kind of, re- I mean, it's rejuvenated the sport to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it breathed new life into me as far as, man, it, it's, it, it's a new challenge. Uh, it's new rules. It's new places. I mean, man, that was, it was a, I'm not going to say I was stale, but I was getting pretty close to stale as far as, I, I guess we all kind of needed a little bit of a new challenge. And yeah. it was, uh, more than anything, it's just fresh. You know, uh, yeah. as an angler, it's been, it's been a, a savior for me for sure. Uh, it's, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's, a, it's a hell of a lot of fun as a competitor and it's a hell of a lot of fun to watch. So I, I think in all, it's been a, it's a been, it's been a really big plus for bass fishing in my opinion, a hundred percent. I know that I super enjoy it. I said it on camera a ton this week that I, I'm actually really having a good time. I mean, yeah. I, I know a lot of people out there have kind of the same opinion. And, Mike, I, I don't know about you, but it, it's obviously, I mean, hell, you've done good in every one of them pretty much. I mean, it's kind of gave us a new breath. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd agree. I mean, I, I like I like fishing patterns, and I like fishing the moment, and I like fishing for bites. And, yes. And that has, that has really revived, for me, why I do it. You know why? Why fish in general? And yes. you know and we off cuff. And yep. honest to God, as you as you get a little older and you get rolling into the organization, whatever you're fishing, at some point you kind of slow down and don't do as well. And sometimes you wonder if am I actually really good at this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can can I still do yeah. good? Yeah. And something like this comes along, and you've got a little bit to prove. And it's all off the cuff, and everybody's kind of on the equal playing field and standing on level ground. You're like, "All right, here's my chance." And yeah. Am I any good? And you start catching a few, and man, it's just like, "Wow, you know, I'm obviously pretty decent at it, you know." And it's just, man, I don't know, it's just a new breath of life for me. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with that, and I think that uh, I think it's got a lot of, uh, a lot of potential. I think it's got a big future ahead of it. So. Uh, man, let me, Eddie, let me thank you. I know you've been on the show several times and can't thank you enough for coming on again and wanted to congratulate you on that win. Uh, I, I wanted to win bad, but I was happy to see you win and I, I'll take a top five any day of the week. So congratulations, Andy. And we'll see you, uh, we'll see you in less than a week out of Smith Lake. Thank you guys for having me and thank you for the congratulations. That's, uh, uh always a pleasure to be on. You got it. Andy Morgan, You're man, Andy. The GOAT. The GOAT. Woo. We'll see you at your lease in October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see you at the gate. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be there with the code. He's going to open that gate for you. It's oh, all done. Come on. I you love got, it. You guys are going to have your blue light special weapons. Oh, yeah. Kmart. Kmart bow. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bow. He made himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My, my ivory bow. Yeah. yeah. Ivory bow. <laughs> right, well, not the thing That'd be an green expensive ass bow if it was made of ivory. <laughs> All right, Brian Carpenter, listen, uh, we are going to take a break in you? a second, right? And we're going to actually be able to hear these commercials. Okay, you're going to hear these commercials. Listen to me. <laughs> we're uh, going to push the mute button. This has been an amazing show. We've been talking MLF. We've been talking bass. We just talked to two goats, the actual goat and the real goat. I don't know who's the actual goat and the real one. You have to figure that out. Um but Act 3, in this next segment, uh, Dave, we're going to be doing some amazing stuff. We're going to be doing MTB unboxing, Private Urge Food unboxing. We're also going to be looking at TH product review of a nice call system they have out. But here's the big thing. Prizes and phone lines are coming in this next section. Don't we uh, have a thing we're going to draw out of the bucket? We are. We're going to do a, we're going to do a little bit of a facts trivia question. We're going to be pulling from the fishbowl. And the winners of these answers are going to be getting the Ike Life prize packs. It's nice. going to be really good. A lot of great stuff. Hang in there with us when we come back. One more segment of Ike Life. Yes, hey, 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 hey. 
I'm respooling my reels, baby. Oh, hush. Come on. Watch your set. Whoa, watch your set there. Come on. Put them closed. I got them closed. No peeking. Hold my arms so tight. Oh, all right. Ready? One, two, three. Surprise! Oh, yes. Yes. Woo! Is that the Oh, yes. Yeah. Wait. Yes. Yes. No. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, baby, go back. Look, 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 look. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, but, but baby, look. I got you a boat. Mystery Tackle Box is the perfect gift for the fishing fanatic in your life. It's a monthly box filled with some of the most innovative fishing gear on the market, hand-selected by industry professionals. Check out all the different options available at mysterytacklebox.com. Hey, everybody. Mike Iaconelli here. I love fishing this time of the year. It's cold. It's winter. It's snowing. But if you want to prevent the buildup of ice, use real snot. Every time I'm fishing this time of the year, I put a couple squirts on all my guides, especially the tip before I start casting. Try that tip when you're fishing under these cold conditions and you're gonna catch more fish. See you later. There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust. For the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. Repeat. You work hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice Livewell treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an oxygenator and G-Juice and keep your fish alive. <laughs> 